Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 163. And tonight, we are recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 141, Save Dark Owl Records. And it has been over a month since we got to do a Night Vale recap. I feel like I was going into withdrawal for a while there. I kind of did. I needed my sort of like twice monthly dose of weird. And I think we got it this episode. Yes. And this was another wonderful return to form for Night Vale because it was just this self-encapsulated story about Dark All Records and the fact that it's maybe going to be going out of business soon because now they've got a competitor. Yep. It is the Burger Barn Gladtown Records Express, and it is exactly what it sounds like. They do burgers and fries and everything, and they also have records that you can browse through. And so there's a lot of reasons to go there as opposed to Dark Owl Records, where their underground section of music is literally underground. You have to dig it out with your hands because you're not allowed to bring a shovel. Yes. According to Michelle Nguyen, you have to work for your music at Dark Owl Records. And she doesn't hold with any of this having like burger patties in between the records so you can eat while you're browsing sort of thing. No, this convenience stuff just doesn't work for her. And she says everyone that's going to the Burger Barn Gladtown Records Express is a murderer because they have metaphorical blood on their hands from all the small business owners. And, you know, she's not wrong. I mean, it's kind of the way of the world at this point is these giant big box stores are coming in and driving everybody out of business. And it's pretty scary because even the big box stores aren't doing very well. Yeah. Thanks, Amazon. Really? Thank mm. you, Amazon. You're fantastically yeah, no. uh, convenient. But, you know, small town businesses would be nice to yeah. stay in business, you know. Yeah, we do what we can. So, um, so yeah, she's having a party at Dark Owl Records. Uh, Cecil is there doing a live broadcast there. The thing is, though, Michelle Nguyen, she hates parties and makes absolutely no bones about that fact whatsoever. She really wants people to stay and support the store, but God, she really wants people to leave. Right. So they finish with that announcement, and then Cecil goes to the sponsor, and the sponsor of today's broadcast is Burger Barn Gladtown Records Express. (laughs) Did it sound like there was a little bit of a pause when Cecil was about to announce that, just suddenly realizing, ooh, this might not be a great idea, but he kept going. He was very professional. Yeah, he did. He did. And we went from there to talk a message from, was it a sponsor or was just a PSA or whatever? It was Deb, the sentient patch of haze, and she was speaking for the DMV. But you see, the thing is, is that Deb, the sentient patch of haze, was basically drunk dialing an ad for the DMV, talking about how we haven't seen you very often. It would be really nice if you could come over and and we could just talk. We wouldn't have to do anything else. And it was just, it was really kind of embarrassing for poor Deb, the sentient patch of haze, because it was obvious she was so drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she said that, you know, you can come by and We'll be open for an hour every weekday because that's really all we're emotionally available for at the moment. So, yeah, (laughs) Um, ugly crying. And it just it was a little little sad, but that's okay. So we leave that and go to Cecil, who's broadcasting from the party. And there's a lot of people around there. Everybody's buying their shards of records that they were able to dig up from the underground record section. Well, he sees Michelle and her girlfriend, uh, former intern Maureen. And he waves hi and says, oh, she's staring at me from three feet away and texting me. 
And the text was, we heard the ad that you did for the Burger Barn Gladtown Records Express, and we're not speaking to you. Right. And he says, oh, I see there's a misunderstanding. You don't understand that people on the radio have a moral responsibility to play ads and make money. So that's all cleared up, right? And now Michelle is pouring iced coffee on Cecil's laptop. So he has to go find a towel. Yes. And while he goes and does that, he lets us go off to the weather. Which was nice. I like that. What was the name and the artist on this one? It is A Pale Sun Rises Over New York, and the artist is Scrawny Man. It was a indie rock, you know, a little folksy. Yeah, a little folksy, but it had this drum machine beat going in the background that kept changing the chords, so I I like that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it was very pleasant. I really liked it. But we came back, and because Cecil is still gone, Michelle Wynn took over the recording, and basically she's just talking about how she really doesn't want to be doing this party, but she kind of has to. I wish you people would go away. No, I don't want you to go away. You know, I just, I was a little desperate to start this party, but really all parties are born out of some form of desperation. I'm like, hmm, it's kind of true, I think, you know? No, she's not wrong there. I have the same sort of love-hate relationship with parties. You know, I think that they can be fun once you get there. I hate having to get ready to go there because I have to confront people. Yes. So she was going to go on more in that vein, but then she had to go take care of something really fast and intern Maureen took over. Former intern Maureen. Sorry, she'd be mad at me if I screwed that up. Apparently, as people were digging in the back, some kind of crustacean crab-like thing jumped up and started attacking people. And she's like, and they're ripping their limbs off. And ugh, blood is so stupid. <laughs> it's just <laughs> she's obviously very irritated at this interruption, but not terribly scared. And she goes onto this uh, this tangent about being alone. I think, and like the other day, she was crawling through the ductworks in Dark Owl Records and she thought it was going to be narrow but then it opened up wide and she got lost but it was fine because she was able to run and then she lost her flashlight so she's running in the dark but she could still find her way around because she could sort of sense things by taste and she said that the ductworks tasted like an everything bagel. <laughs> it's just was really weird and so she followed the taste of the voices around her and finally made it back and she's in a comfortable pile of something behind the register and she says and i'm gonna take a nap and then she does she just stops talking and we hear snoring (laughs) so michelle finally gets back on and she had to explain what happened the big crustacean thing is actually i think it was a 15 foot coconut crab who's her next door neighbor and she has kind of a contentious relationship with him because he really doesn't like parties and she probably should have let him know that she was having a party but she forgot so my bad so she just said she let him eat all of the guests that were wearing airpods so he's happy now and now everything's calmed down although there's really not a whole lot of people left anymore which she says is great because it's so much more fun Um, yeah, and she also starts talking about how she doesn't know what she's going to do if she has to leave Dark Owl Records, because she doesn't really remember where her house is anymore. Yeah, a whole story about going into some house that she thought was hers, but there was a family there, but they didn't even notice her, so she just left herself out in the back, and she would have gone on a little more like this, except one of those empty-eyed courier kids brought a letter and a check to her, which she opened up. It's from the franchise owner of the Burger Barn Gladtown Records Express. And it was this really friendly, nice letter from the 
person talking about the problems of being a franchise owner and how you absolutely have to follow all the rules or you get sent to the cavern and you don't ever come out again. (laughs) And he said one of the rules is that a business has to have a competitor in order to stay open at all times. So he wrote her a check for the remaining amount on her fundraiser so that she could stay in business and he wouldn't have to get sent to the cavern. And Michelle doesn't quite know what to make of that. No, she's going to go listen to some ambient recordings of mostly silence from underneath the dialogue of popular TV shows. And she just leaves the recording. We hear her just sort of walk out and the door close. And there was a pause and Catherine was like, is that it? And I'm like, no, I think there's still more. And Cecil comes back. Yeah, we hear him running up and he's a little out of breath. And he said, I'm really sorry. I got stuck with this crustacean lobster-like thing who got me cornered. He wouldn't stop talking and it was so boring. (laughs) Here we thought he actually was fighting for his life. He kind of was, but that way when you've got a person at a party that you can't escape from. So he was like, I'm going to go get us some cake. And he ran away and he comes back for the recording and he sees that the little cardboard thermometer sign for the fundraiser is completely filled in. And he's like, so I guess the party was a complete success. Yay. So he doesn't, <laughs> even though he's no idea what happened. Yeah. Even though he's a little confused about why there's so much blood all over the floor. And that's it. That's yeah. The party's all done and everybody's happy. And it's, I mean, it's happy for now because I guess the fundraiser was for this month's bills. So I'm like, Oh, I, I hope that doesn't mean she has to do it again in 30 days. We're going to run through people. And today's proverb was, a good way to tell if an artistic idea is worthwhile is to remember that the most successful video game of all time is A Plumber Steps on Turtles. So who knows? <laughs> That's great it's advice. Really I love yeah. that. You yeah. really have no way of knowing. I've probably I've probably told this story before, but the very first time I was selling jewelry at a craft show, the first pendant I ever made, I didn't think was going to do really well because it was made out of wood and it had watch parts over it, but it was kind of gourd shaped. And I thought that was sort of clunky. So I set it out. A couple of women come by, they're looking over the jewelry and one woman says, Ooh, we should get that. It looks just like a gourd. So really, there's no way of telling what's going to work. There's no telling. You have no idea. And that's, I think that's like life and the internet in general, you know, it's like everybody always wants to make this thing that's going to go viral and it ends up being a cat scaring the dogs on the steps, you know, it's just, there's no telling. That was the end of the episode. Uh, there was an advertisement. I don't know if it's for a Night Vale Presents podcast or if they were just, you know, a lot of podcasts have been advertising other people's podcasts. It's kind of getting in a relationship with other people and everything. And this is called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. And I guess they are reading Harry Potter books aloud and sort of applying like religious tendencies to them to try and suck every little bit of meaning out of the books. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to be doing. No, um, it sounds like if you're really passionate about Harry Potter and want to dive down into all the minutiae of the books, that would be the podcast for you. All right, all right there you go. So that's that's what they, uh, the ad was for. And that's it for our Welcome to Night Vale for the week. It's so nice to be back after a month it off. It is, definitely. So, uh, only other thing that's going on here, I'm slowly working my way through some of the Oscar-nominated movies. I watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. How was it? It's interesting. It's a little depressing. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that much of it is very happy, but it's. I didn't know what to expect, and it is very interesting and many times very funny. And I think you will enjoy it, 
But I think Nathan's going to enjoy it more than both of us. Because it's a Coen Brothers film, isn't it? Yes. yes yeah, and yeah. Nathan has always been a little bit more of a fan of the Coen Brothers than me. Sometimes right. I find the weirdness a little off-putting, which is odd for mm. a podcast that got started uh, recapping Welcome to Night Vale. But. Yeah, and this is really, it's very much typical Coen Brothers weirdness. They don't feel like they necessarily have to give you an ending. Um, but there's there's some stuff that's interesting about it. I don't like it nearly as much as Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I've always loved that one best of all the Coen Brothers movies. And it, Which is odd because I think it's the least typical Coen Brothers movie, yes, really. Yes, that's probably why. But I know it's <laughs> up for... There's a song in it that's been nominated for Best Song, and it happens right near the beginning of the movie. But I find that the song that you hear almost like five minutes before the end of the movie is way more interesting. But it might be, it's kind of got a typical Irish ballad song to it, so maybe it wasn't one that was written specifically for the movie. So I don't know. But anyway, if you guys get a chance to watch it, it's on Netflix. I started watching the Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. and I kind of like got to a stopping point last night. I'm like, ah, I think I'm just going to put it aside and I'll pick it up later and everything. But The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I started on a weeknight intending to watch like five or six minutes of it. And I ended up finishing it up at one o'clock in the morning because once I started watching it, I couldn't stop watching it. That's a good advertisement for a movie there. When you stay up that late, you're like, okay, just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. That's exactly what it was. And so it's hard to recommend because it is kind of a downer. But at the same time, it ain't boring. Well, I need to watch Roma because I think that was the one that got, wasn't that the one that got the most noms? All of so many different categories. Yeah. And I did watch that one as well. And I thought, I think it's beautiful. It is subtitled. So a lot of people don't like to read their movies, I guess is what they say. So you got to watch out for that. But it is a very pretty movie. But it is also, it's not going to conform to traditional pacing. So definitely, it's more of a cinematography movie. But it's another one that I intended to watch just a little bit of it. And I ended up finishing up in one evening. So it's good. Okay. Well, I need to start looking around and see when the Carolina Theater is going to be doing their showing of all the short animated films that got a nom. Because that, done that for the last couple of years, love it. Love going into a movie theater and just watching a bunch of short cartoons. I think it's brilliant. It's such a great idea. So they're going to do it here too we've already i know it showed up on the ken cinema was uh, advertising for it so probably in the next mm, two weeks i think so um if you want to know more go to pixelatedgeek.com we have a post that lists every single one of the oscar nominated movies with links that lead to any of the movies that we've already reviewed and so we update that as more reviews come in so just keep an eye out for that at pixelatedgeek.com Yeah, and the only other thing that's going on here is that I finally am down to the last five episodes of The Vampire Diaries. I cannot believe how long it's taken me to get here. I'm kind of proud of myself for getting this far. I think I'm probably going to live tweet the last five of them just so I can just shout out my commentary and my reactions to various things that are happening because there's a lot happening yeah there is and now that means that i'm gonna jump in and start watching the last five so i can remember what's going on while you're watching it because at this point it's been a little while that i've watched though i have rewatched them fairly recently god i can't wait to see what you think of the last few episodes man i just i i don't know they 
they did some stuff. So I'm very curious to see what you think. Yeah, me too. So that'll wrap us up for the week. So as I said, go to pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. I guess we will not have a Night Vale episode next week because it's only been a couple days since they dropped the next one. So we'll just have to find something else in the nerd world to talk about. Well, who knows? Maybe I'll have finished up those Vampire Diaries episodes so we could talk about that. (laughs) Oh, boy. We're definitely going to have some things to discuss when that comes up. (laughs) Anyway, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Sorry, you were frozen. Sorry, you went away again. (sighs) You were frozen that time. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. (laughs)